0: to wind up weekly
1: i'm matthew gone
0: and i'm katie canfield
1: and we're here to share the week's news in wine
0: this week on wind up weekly
1: marlborough trademarks new appellation
0: yellowtail launches low alcohol wine in the uk
1: and in whiskey the eu and china reach agreement on irish whiskey and diageo launches last games of thrones whiskey and as ever our wine of the week Let's begin with our week in wine. And unusually, we're not recording from California or the USA. We're recording from southern Spain. We're in Sevilla right now.
0: Yes, so has posed some difficulty in terms of Wi-Fi or Wi-Fi, as they say here in España. Uh, Our hotel is uh, currently out. So it's been a a process trying to get everything downloaded and getting the news. But here we are. And it's fantastic. It feels good to be back. It's a the last time I was here was six years ago, so tasting some great wines and tasting some really good food, and we're off to a football match as well this evening, aren't we?
1: Yes, and this is the first time in 17 years I've been in Sofia, so extremely long time, and some things have changed, but a lot haven't. It's a really exciting, vibrant city, as you say, with lots of great food and wine. It's been exciting to see how much sherry that the restaurants serve as well, because... Um, Although Sherry is from Spain, it can be quite hard to get decent stuff, but there's plenty here.
0: Yes, just shows we're getting closer and closer to Sherry country. Uh, Next stop will be Jerez, and looking forward to visiting some of the bodegas there, and then we'll be off to Rioja.
1: Yeah, so it's going to be an action-packed week with lots of wine tastings ahead of us. Hopefully they won't exhaust us too much, but they're all really good producers, so we're very excited to actually go and visit them and to find out where the wines come from and who makes them.
0: That's right, so we'll be sure to report back. And for now, on with the news. Marlborough has introduced Appalachian Marlborough Wine to key export markets, a designation that was created and registered in 2018 to protect the region's reputation for quality and to differentiate wine produced and bottled in Marlborough from bulk blends. The AMW certification, which currently only applies to Sauvignon Blanc, requires that 100% of the grapes used must be grown in Marlborough and are sustainably certified under a recognized program. The wines must also be bottled in New Zealand. Current labeling laws require only 85% of the grapes to be from the origin stated. Appalachian Marlborough Wine is currently only trademarked in North America, Europe, and Asia, and the initiative is backed by premium Marlborough producers such as Cloudy Bay and Dog Point Vineyards.
1: Well, this is interesting news because New Zealand's a um, young wine-producing country and has not really come up with an Appalachian system to reflect all its different regions, and it's important that it does so so that those regions have some... um, authenticity and some background to them so consumers know exactly what they're dealing with and also what producers are working with as well.
0: Yeah, and I think it makes sense that Marlborough is the first to do this of the New Zealand wine regions because it is sort of the first one to be on the global map and the most premium one.
1: And we were both at a recent New Zealand tasting, which we discussed a few weeks ago, and it's notable that quite a few Marlborough producers were producing single vineyard wines or sub-Appalachian wines. So it's clearly a region which is really kind of putting itself together and trying to express the different um, versions of the region.
0: So it's a trend that the wine business keeps returning to, low-alcohol wine, or NOLO as they refer to it here in the US. Uh, With the success of low alcohol drinks in other categories, most notably hard seltzer such as White Claw in the US, big wine brands want to make sure they follow suit. Yellowtail, the huge Australian entity, has launched a range called Pure Bright which features Pinot Grigio, Sauvignon Blanc, Chardonnay, and Rosé. Pinot Grigio is the first to be launched, and it's only 8.5% ABV and claims to have 79 calories per each 125 milliliter glass, retailing at only 7 pounds.
1: Well, this sounds tasty, doesn't it, Katie?
0: Mmm, you know how much I love Yellowtail.
1: And Pinot Grigio as well. Mmm. It does seem a bit of a marketing ploy, though that's something Yellowtail are very good at, because 8.5% is still... Quite a bit more than most beer and most of these other low-alcohol products being released.
0: Well, and I have to say, if it's going to attract the consumer from White Claw back to the wine industry, then I'm all for it. And as long as it has a critter on the label, it's bound to do well.
1: China is a huge emerging market that all drinks categories are looking to break into. It does, however, provide many challenges, not least fraud, as famous regions from around the world are falsely replicated by sticking labels on bottles that have no connection with the original product. Napa Valley in the wine industry were the first to deal with this by striking a deal with the Chinese authorities, ensuring that a bottle stating it came from Napa Valley must actually come from Napa, with the paperwork to prove it. This goes to the heart of the French appellation laws created at the beginning of the 20th century that the producer is selling what the bottle states and the consumer is getting what the bottle states difficult to establish in a new market now with the help of the EU Irish whiskey has followed suit as the EU and China have agreed to protect Irish whiskey legally so that any discovered fraud will be punished an important agreement as sales of Irish whiskey increased by 50% last year Meanwhile, also in whisky this week, Diageo launched the final Game of Thrones-style single malt whisky. At the beginning of this year, it released eight Scotch Whiskies also connected to the TV series, uh, seven connected to one of the Westeros houses, for those familiar with the programme, and the other to the Night's Watch. And the latest whisky is a 15-year-old single malt, made by Mortlach, and is out in time for Christmas, conveniently. And it will retail for £120 in 700ml bottles. Despite the disappointing conclusion to the series this year, Game of Thrones is the cash cow which keeps on giving.
0: So, Matthew, we're both Game of Thrones fans. How come I haven't seen a bottle of these uh, Game of Thrones-styled whiskies?
1: Well, they are limited release, only available in certain outlets, and they are quite expensive. £120 is quite a lot for a bottle of whiskey.
0: Hmm. Well, back on the fraud agreement news... And the initial discussions unfolded around the same time as Brexit. So how does Brexit fit into all this?
1: Well, it's a good example of Ireland as a small country um, punching above its weight. It has the EU on its side. It would be very difficult for Ireland on its own to come up with this kind of agreement with a country as large and dominant as China. And that feeds into um, the UK. If it leaves the EU, some of its industries will lose that global protection without new trade deals being signed up which will take a very long time so it could make uh, exports of scotch whiskey to china a bit more complicated
0: and now for our wine of the week which is katie well matthew we're going for a sherry this week an amontillado this is lastao almacenista amontillado del castillo uh, and this is from the producer Antonio Caballero y Sobrinos, so Antonio Caballero and his cousins. Uh, so this is part of the range Almacenista Bailastau, uh, where they actually put the name of the producers of the Maestros on their label. And this particular wine comes from a Solera of 38 butts, uh, which is what they refer to uh, the barrels uh, in the Solera system, matured in El Puerto de Santa Maria in southern Spain, which is where, we're at, where we are right now.
1: Yeah, I love Lustau's series of the Almuthinista, really supporting these small producers who can't bottle the wine on their own and sell it and um, export it. And so they collaborate with them, taking the wines, in this case taking one butt from the Solera of 38 butts, so just one barrel. And then putting the name of the Almuthinista very prominently on the label, but connecting it with Lustau, which is one of the best producers in Sherry.
0: Yeah, so this was one of our favorites in our sherry flight of uh, Montiado, Palo Cortado, and an Oloroso. Uh, Why was that, Matthew?
1: Well, um, I tasted those blind, which was exciting, and this one just stood out as very classically Amontillado. Um, Exactly what you'd expect in its color, appearance, um, its really complex nose, um, those dried fruits and hazelnuts, and that richness as well. So that you've got the oxidative richness, but then you taste on the palate and there's this really dry, fresh finish coming from its original existence as a fino. So really balanced and complex and a very long finish as well.
0: Yep, even longer than the uh, than the Rosso and the Palo Cortado that we had. So definitely high quality. Cheers to that. So that's it for Wind Up Weekly this week. I'm Katie Canfield. I'm Matthew Gough. Join us next week for another Wind Up.
1: Cheerio!